Live, Thunder Insiders, soon the Thunder Outsiders, soon to be, I'm Daniel Bell, Basketball Guru D, on Twitter, Basketball Guru D, Mm-mm. that is Christine Butterfield, CB, CB on, on sports. sports, good job, then we have Matt Burton, I am Matt Burton, or I'm Matt Burton, I am, yeah. I'm Malfunction. Yes. Burton, and he is trying to work through some We're the cool headphones. Kids. Audio jack thing just broke off. Of so hang on, get, you guys talk amongst yourselves. Probably the, the best best content you're gonna get. Thunder content. Gonna have Joe Masato on. We're gonna be talking all things Thunder, all things Thunder Summer League. And it should be a good show. It should be. It will be. Okay, there we know. go. It's, it's gonna, gonna be a be great a, show. A How great. could it not be a great show with the three of us all together? I don't. I don't know if this has ever happened. Is this the first time the three of us have been on together? Oh, besides uh, the draft show, yeah. we did. We did do a segment or two together. I agree. So yeah, it's going to be a good show. Like I said, Thunder Summer League, and me and Christine were there in Vegas. One of us was there to work and enjoy. One <gasps> of us was there to just work. I enjoyed myself. I did. I did other things besides work. How was Vegas for you? Vegas was great. I had a great time. Um, it was my first summer league ever, though. So just really trying to understand everything going around me. Like, it's a crazy atmosphere if you're not kind of in the know and you haven't been there for a minute. So going back and forth in between both uh, the Cox Pavilion and then Thomas and Mac, seeing all the athletes, shaking all the hands, you know, stuff like that. So it was, it was a blast, though. I liked finally getting – because I feel like whenever – you're doing all this draft analysis work. You're going through tons and tons of film. But seeing the athletes there in person is a completely different experience. So getting to finally see these guys that I was talking about for, you know, two plus months actually get to play against other people in their draft class, I thought was really fun. It's funny because, like you said, it's your first summer league and you're asking some questions that, like, to somebody that's been there. They they were kind of dumb. Like you were like, how long does it take to get to the to Cox Pavilion when it's literally across the hall? <laughs> like, <laughs> Bruh, are you putting me on blast right now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I literally had no idea where it was. <laughs> I know it was connected, but I didn't know if you like needed to leave the arena and like walk outside. Yeah, I, had to I didn't walk know they had a sky bri- like bridge. A little kid. I could have no, I definitely could have gotten there. You you were the one who insisted on walking me there. Whatever, but. I mean, I was taking. I was in really good hands with Daniel, obviously. So um. <laughs> we're good now. I think. There okay. you know, Matt Burton has. We're good now. I think. <laughs> I just saw Matt Burton yeah. grab two different mics and was like, "Which one should I?" I think this is the one. The other one doesn't sound very good. So I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with this one. But yeah, shout out to Matt Ag, Matt Goldbranson. He let me borrow his, uh, his little audio jack here. Aw, so. thanks, Matt. Saving the day. Thanks, Matty G. I should say because we have Matt in studio. So, what are your thoughts of Thunder in Vegas so far? Not, and I'm not talking about, I'm just leaving that Vegas summer league. I'm not talking yeah. about that Utah crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't need to talk about that. Um, I thought they looked really good in summer league, especially obviously with Josh Giddy and Chet Holmgren playing together, kind of one of the newest power duos, I guess, that, that the NBA are watching right now. And when you have a player like Josh Giddy actually playing in the summer league, that's what they're going to look like. There aren't a lot of Josh Giddies for other teams that are showing up. But I thought that they looked really good when the offense was flowing through Giddy, when they were finding Chet down low. Chet even was able to hit a lot of perimeter shots. So, I mean, getting those inside-outside looks was very impressive. And then Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, quote, J-Dub, uh, is incredible. 
I think I have like almost a new Thunder obsession, <laughs> like watching him. Like he just is so powerful, so fun to watch. But overall, I thought their ball movement was pretty good for a team that hasn't really played together at all and also for a team that has a ton of exhibition 10 contracts and then defensively i thought they were one of the better teams that showed out in las vegas so for them to all be playing within that thunder system without basically building any chemistry i think was impressive yeah i didn't think josh giddy should have played i've been very vocal about that i agree since, i mean i do right. i'm not opposed to second year guys playing because there definitely should have been some second year guys playing that didn't play not just with the thunder but um, just period, hmm. um, but um, I mean, I am happy he played because I'm I'm glad that he wants to get better and I'm glad that he doesn't think that summer league is beneath him, even though he won rookie of the month every month that he plays. So like he didn't really need it, but he wanted to get better and there were things that he wanted to work on in summer league and he did and you could tell that there were things that he was working on like scoring more or trying to be a scorer, playing off the ball. And getting used to playing off the ball. So, I mean, I'm happy that he played. Um, like you said, Jalen Williams, the first Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, Santa, as he's been called on Twitter. Santa? Yeah. We was fantastic. He, like, that, that kid is... He's, he's so uh, he, good. He has the potential to be very special. Yeah, he... Um, I mean, some of the most... I'll, I'll let you talk here. Sorry, Matt. But, like, he has some of the most efficient minutes I've seen. And I think whenever people were looking at him from Santa Clara, since he was their primary playmaker and their big guy, there was questions of, you know, how he's going to translate that into the NBA. But in the kind of role he's playing with for the Thunder right now, where obviously he's not going to be the number one guy, he's not going to be having to make all those playmaking decisions, and he is going to probably be playing more of a role-type player, maybe getting like 20 minutes a night, I think it's going to be perfect for him to make an impact. And defensively, incredible. I hadn't I hadn't watched a ton of Jalen Williams uh, since he did play at Santa Clara. Not watch, not tuning into a lot of Santa Clara games because I'm not a huge West Coast Conference basketball fan. Uh, and, and then you have to pay for the package, or right? I'm not a degenerate gambler where you know, you're trying to win all your money back on the late night games. Um, so I, I didn't watch a ton of him. I knew who Jalen Williams was. I'd seen like highlights of him and stuff before the draft. But after the Thunder drafted him, man, I uh, I was like, you know what? It's time to do a deep dive. Uh, I did, and then I think I was on radio the next day, and I said, don't be surprised. I think I was on the Todd the next day in the morning show. I was like, don't be surprised if this kid in like two or three years is the starting guard for, is one of the starting guards for the Thunder. Yeah. Just because I... Start, he like, might be the starting four. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm and saying. I'd be like, here and, for it. And uh, the the 7-2 wingspan on a 6-6 frame... That's that's right. it's one of those things you don't believe, and then you watch him play, and you're like, yeah, well, it does. Like any time he goes up for a rebound, mm-hmm. his uh, quickness to the, I mean, those like kind of reverse dunks that he has, right? I mean that that shows off the that wingspan right there. I mean, he's able to get that ball uh, to the rim so quickly with that wingspan, man. And then, like you mentioned, the shooting too. It's just it looks good. He's he's going to be a serious player for the Thunder. He's the total package. And when you like are just watching him walk around with the wingspan you were talking about, Matt, like yeah. I swear his fingertips could touch his knees. Seriously, yeah. And just walking. And that is so unnatural, but also so like so enticing as like any kind of a scout, any type of, you know, GM. Yeah. So And like the defensive potentials there with his wingspan alone too. Like I mean he showed he, he showed was handling flashes. Jabari. Yeah, he showed flashes against Jabari Smith Jr. and then yeah, with the, with that wingspan alone, he's got He's projected to be a really good defender at some point. He's he's not going to be just a terrible defender. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So uh, I am I am 
Yeah, I've got a full-on man crush on Jalen Williams. Were there any surprises? Basketball man crush. Thunder surprises or thunder thunder surprises? Mm. Um, Trey Mann's first couple games. That's about it, really. I agree. Then he he found his he found his spot. I thought I thought that was a surprise. I I was glad to see Chet play good in game one at Utah because I felt like it kind of put some Thunder fans' minds at ease that were you know. We're like, oh, is this Chet guy going to work out? Is he going to be able to hold up? And you, you could easily see that his game's going to translate. So You guys missed a layup. The definite surprise was Poku not playing the full <laughs> summer league. Because he's, I don't like. Well, didn't, didn't Tagnall say that he wasn't going to? Yeah, but why? Like <laughs> one, yeah, he said he wasn't gonna play. They lied about the, the uh, all the young guys, right? They like, yeah, for sure. And I knew that yeah. they were. I thought that Giddy was going to play in Salt Lake. I didn't foresee him playing in Las Vegas. As a observer, analyst, and watcher, I'm happy that he did. But I, like you, Daniel, was kind of like uh, I probably wouldn't have like had him play in Las Vegas. He was way too good. It, yeah, it was, right. It, it was very apparent. That That's Josh why I was Giddy like. Was- I mean, way better than the first the two games were great because Josh Giddy was there, but no one is putting a Josh Giddy caliber player in Las Vegas. So you had to kind of take that out of consideration. Uh, but as far as Alexei Pokashevsky play, not playing, I thought that was kind of strange. I would, as, have... I would assume out of all the other, you know, like players that they brought, he probably could have used those reps. It wouldn't have been strange if he didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. But since he's played, and then they took him out the lineup after not playing that well, that was like he could definitely use his these reps. He's getting superstar treatment, Daniel. That's what I, he's getting that low <laughs> without the without anything backing it up. He's getting the superstar treatment. Is That's it pretty that, funny. Or is it Poku the Thunder and don't want any more Poku tape out there to tank his trade stock? I think it's the latter, for sure. I mean, I, my question, obviously, with Chet Holmgren being drafted to the Thunder in general, was how is that going to work with someone like Aleski Pokashevsky in the lineup? Like, is, or, you know, on the roster, is there a lineup where the two of them can work cohesively together at their length, playing kind of a versatile role in different ways? So, I would say yes. But I know, I think there is. I think there is. It just depends on, you know, what timeline they want for Leski Pokashevsky. It depends on if they're looking to use him as a trade piece or if they're really trying to build a, you know, kind of lengthy athletic style of play where they're going to add him a lot into the upcoming lineup. But I think that he really should have gotten more reps in Las Vegas. Out of all the players on Thunder's roster, I think he probably could have used them. I'm not going to say the most because he's improved a lot over the past three seasons. Uh, but I really think that he could have used those reps, so I think it was a missed opportunity not putting him in there. It it's so mind boggling. Like like, like, like you're gonna have Josh Giddy playing two games, yeah, and you're and not gonna have, and you're gonna have Alexi Pogoshevsky on courtside. Like just, yeah, like like doesn't make got, sense. Did he get hurt and they just not tell us? Like what? Cause, like, it was mm. just so weird that he's not playing. But like I said, you guys missed the layup. That's the easy <laughs> surprise. But other than that, there were, weren't really any surprises with the Thunder. Um, I I enjoyed watching them. On TV and live, I'm pretty sure you did too, Christine and Matt. You probably enjoyed watching them also. I did. I definitely did, man. Who I was did. your favorite to watch? Uh, well, Jalen Williams for Santa Clara. I mean, well, okay, sorry. Let, let's stop right there. Chet, I think is. I mean, I was just excited to see how he would do. Uh, so Chet would be one, but yeah, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. J Dub is, yeah, one thousand percent. He is. He is going to be a dude, an absolute dude for the Thunder. And you know what's crazy? I first of all, Chet, I mean Chet Holmgren definitely looked the part. Everything that I think Thunder fans want out of him, he displayed. And 
I want to get into his uh, blocking mishaps in a second because I guess refs just don't understand <laughs> like um, how to call games now. But uh, whenever we were talking to Jalen Williams after his first game, and this was after he did like poster dunk after poster dunk, you know, I was just asking him kind of like, what does that feel like? What do you like? What's going through your mind? And he was like, I really just try to dunk quick so I can get back on defense. And I was like, is that not the most culture fit answer? For right. Oklahoma City, it's a boring answer. I don't like it's it. Boring. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying it's like you know it's not the most hype answer. I'm not saying that it was like you yeah. know like it, get, it should get anyone excited. But what I am saying is like for the kind of basketball they're trying to build, that's exactly what they want to hear. So I mean, I and I think that he was being genuine, but I just think that that was really interesting. Yeah, we can. I mean, like I was excited to see Usman Jang. I mean, he he struggled a little bit shooting, but you can see. You can see what the Thunder saw in him. Like he just wasn't getting his shot to fall. No, I don't like, think that he's a bad shooter by any means. Just he just wasn't getting his shot to fall. That was that was more all that was. And then uh, Jalen Williams from Arkansas, man. I think there's something there. I, I like him doing the dirty work, man. He, yeah. He's mm-hmm. you don't need like this is the thing. Like um, from if you're just watching him, like he's not scoring twenty. He's not doing all that. But you don't need guys. You got guys that can do that. You got Shea. You have. Chet, you have Giddy, you have Trey Man, you have all these guys who can score, and uh, you you don't need you don't need all twelve guys to go out there and score as many points as possible. Jalen Williams, I like I like what I saw from him. I think everybody, almost everybody that played, contributed. Gay Brown with that weird shot was. Hey, <laughs> I told people was, too. I told Todd. I was like, is he was like, is there anyone on this roster that people don't know that should be watching? Out? I was like, Gay Brown. I was like, he played at Michigan State. He was their leading scorer. And he would not miss against Duke in the tournament, and it's the grossest shot you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah, he would he would uh, put something up, and I'd think whack, and then it goes Seriously, in. Gross, I was just like, oh, shot. okay. I guess if it works, go for it. But I mean, go, going back to your point about Jalen Williams from Arkansas, like I don't know if you could hear this on the screen map, but when we were there in person, he's one of the loudest players on the floor. Like just the way he communicates with everyone, you can always hear him. You know. You know, making backdoor cuts, you know, saying that he's open, um, telling players to space out, doing um, little things like that and over communicating. And he said that he does that so that, you know, the training staff trusts him, the team trusts him. And I think that's going to be huge for him moving forward and getting some minutes. I didn't hear a whole lot on the broadcasts uh, because <laughs> they were uh, they were riding that dump button pretty hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty hard down there in Las Vegas. Yeah, they they had the mics right on the court, basically, and it's not in a, in a loud arena, mm-hmm. so it's very yeah. intimate. Yeah, so you can hear you can hear a lot. There was quite a bit, like Holly Rowe. They'd send it down to Holly Rowe, and she'd like do her thing, and like every couple of seconds, it was just like you'd just not hear what she's saying because someone's dumping what what some of the players said on on the court. It was funny. That's but. hilarious. Look, we have a lot of Thunder basketball, a lot of Thunder summer league basketball. To talk about other basketball. Like I said, we're gonna have Joe Masato on later we're going to be talking about ranking the young cores because bleacher report came out with their young core rankings but it's going to be a good show i'm daniel bill estrasine that is matt burton and this is the thunder Insider why do you never show. say my last name i don't know you're like i'm daniel bell that's christine, uh, christine that's matt Butterfield. Burton. sorry we have chloe i don't know her last name oh no chloe um yeah young boy or young yeah, there we go. Chloe Young. You were going to say Chloe Youngboy? That's Chloe she, NBA Youngboy. Yeah, that's, okay, that should be her handle. But, yeah, this is the Thunder Insider Show on 107.7 The Franchise.
as my co-host get introduced to the intern. We are back. Back and better like than I ever. They didn't want to talk to me. We're back. Oh yeah, we. I mean, we're kind of forced now, but like. <laughs> Thunder Insider Show, Daniel Bell, Christine Butterfield. Thank you so much. Matt Burton. Yup. Chloe Young. Young boy. Young boy. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call her. I'm. I'm honestly here for it. If she hates it, we'll stop. But like, I like it. Well, she said that was her nickname. Oh, sick. I like it. Unless you do, you hate it. No, I don't hate it actually. See? So I'm from Lawton, Oklahoma. Okay, and, shout out. You know, that's where I got it from, and it just stuck with me. I love it. Now Lawton is Lawton, and that's Shady Five Eighty, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yes. Love it. I had friends in at OSU that went to Lawton, and that, they wouldn't <laughs> stop saying that. Yeah. Shady Five Eighty. Yeah. At Texas Roadhouse one time, there was a waitress wearing Shady Five Eighty on her shirt. I and love that. I was like. Oh my goodness! This is not something that you need to represent here. Right. Like we don't, we don't own that. It's okay. We my, don't. My mom and stepdad, and basically her whole side of the family lives in the Shady Five Eighty down in Hobart, Oklahoma. Way the hell southwest. No, nobody knows where Hobart is. I know that. But, yeah, sorry. But shout out Hobart, the Bearcats, baby. My AAU coach was from Hobart. Really? Yeah. Everyone knows somebody from Southwest. I swear. To God. <laughs> I swear. And now, Christine, now you know someone that now I do. has family friends. Yeah. yeah. I didn't before. I guess I've made that rite of passage. Exactly. So we talked about the Thunder. <laughs> now let's talk about the other teams. Um, who's your favorite team? We'll start with Matt. Who's your favorite team to watch in uh, Vegas Summer League so far? Well, it's um, almost over. How about, a, how about a shocker here? The Orlando Magic. When Paolo played. <laughs> when Paolo played. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, but for I'm real, shook. For real, I, really, I really liked what... I, I, we said this on draft night. I really loved what the Rockets did. I loved watching yeah. what the Rockets did. I loved the Tari Eason pick, and he played amazing. He was probably the best player on the Rockets team, to yeah, be honest. He was. He and like, he was. I liked watching Jabari Smith Jr. Like He didn't get a shot to fall for a while, but that he wasn't... It wasn't like he was taking bad shots. He just wasn't hitting shots. That's mm-hmm. all it was. And then, you know, that, what it was like maybe his third game in Las Vegas. He finally got got some to fall, scored twenty or something like that. But yeah, Tari Eason, man, uh, a lot of fun to watch. Tari Eason was a guy in the draft that he was getting mocked like eighteen, nineteen, whatever. And I was like, uh, yeah, I think that's that's some teams putting out some negative buzz, like being like, please don't draft him at twelve through 15 mm-hmm. because we really want to draft him at 18 because yeah. we think he's really good. Yeah. Right. It's funny you mentioned that because me and Christine had a very animated <laughs> conversation about him we always in do. Vegas. We did. I, I was like, she was like, yeah, very high on him. I was like, oh, I don't see it. And then he started hooping. <laughs> yeah, he's, and he's, then he started like, hooping. And then Daniel just looks at me like, okay. okay. I liked him too. Like he, he willingly came off the, he wanted to come off the bench at LSU and that's, that was what they did. They, Put him in the game, and we're like, just go hoop. And that's what he did, man. He's, that is, like, yeah. such a good role for oh, a player yeah. like Terry Eason because he doesn't have to stress about, like, you know, trying to play a certain way, trying to do too much. If you're coming off the bench like that and you play freely, you're going to look really, really solid. And I I was going to say, I thought that you were going to steal wide picks, but Houston was definitely my favorite team to watch live when I was down there. Like, their energy... Energy was great. Ty Ty Washington was also yeah. hooping out there. Getting that, like I, I wasn't high on Ty Ty Washington where he was getting mocked, mocked in like the the late lottery, but them getting him at like twenty nine, yeah, that's Loved that. that's great. Loved great that. Pick. Yeah, I, I was surprised to see him fall kind of to twenty nine. Like I thought he was probably going to go around twenty five range, which I would have been fine with. But um, for, for them to get him at twenty nine, shoot, like 
that's definitely a steal for them. And so just putting that together with Jabari Smith Jr., putting that with the type of defensive intensity and the really good shot selection that Terry Eason showed in Las Vegas, along with Ty Ty Washington, and then you put that, and you're going to put that together with, you know, um, what they already are building over there in Houston, I think that they're going to look like a pretty solid team this year. Yeah, my favorite team to watch was the Knicks. And that's like a surprise. They're in the Summer League Championship. Right, that's surprising and to me. It, that kid, uh, Farron Hunt, was his <laughs> uh, instant fan favorite because like, he's so athletic. He like came out of nowhere. Nobody really knew about him. He was a G League guy last year. Jericho Sims, uh, mm-hmm. Quentin Grimes. That team was extremely fun to watch. The Bucks were fun because I don't know how to say this guy's name, but I don't, I don't know what country he's from. He's like Sandro. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to say his name, but he, okay. he's been killing in Summer League. But there, I mean, there's, there's some good basketball. I liked, uh, can I also add the Memphis Grizzlies? With Kenneth oh, Lofton Jr. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Lofton was and da- and straight David up. Roddy. They, the two bad bodies just... Bullying people. Just absolutely hooping. It's great. Oh, my gosh. I love seeing just like a, a big guy just go down there and hammer his way oh, to the yeah. bucket. And again, I was trying to tell people on the morning show, before the before the uh, Thunder played the Grizzlies, I was like, do not be surprised if Kenneth Lofton Jr. plays well. This uh, kid can absolutely play. Yeah, that matchup people like, between oh, him and Chet. Chet. I'm like, I, he's he, he bullies did, everyone. He kind honestly, it, and Daniel, you watched this too. He held his own against Victor Wembanyama in yeah. that yeah. game. Like he was, he was kind of bullying. He was him the best too. player for the USA. Yes, he was on a team that had Jaden Ivey and Chet Holmgren on it. He was the best player. It's it's funny because my friend that doesn't even like watch basketball like that. He yeah. has been following him for. For years, like since he was in high school, he was like, "Is he gonna be NBA player?" And I was like, oh, "He's kind of small. He's kind of fat. Right. Uh, he needs. He's kind of slow. He's like kind of needs to." He's like he's been asking me every single year, and then now he's like, "I told you, I told you he was he's gonna be good." And I was like, "Yeah, you were right." Oh, like, yeah. he it didn't... I didn't know he was as skilled. Oh yeah, as he is like he has great footwork, and that was why he does he, have good footwork. That's why he was able size. to to really bully Chet. It wasn't because he. I mean, yeah, he was strong. But it, he was abusing him with his footwork, yeah. And Chet had nothing for it, and like it's just, just imagine what Embiid is gonna do to Chet because Embiid hey, does that to everyone. Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sold on that one. I I will be sold on though, like. Kenneth Lofton Jr. making Chet look like that, I think, is a slight issue. Just because uh, I'm not, I'm not that worried. No, I'm not. Because mm. mm. one, there aren't that many guys that are. Six, like whatever, a bruiser, like he is. Yeah, they yeah. listen him at six eight. He's not six yeah, he's eight. Not, he's, he's not six not, eight. Not, no. He's like what six six? No, he's no, not. Even, I think he's like six five. Yeah, yeah. But that's why. I, that's why I asked. We were um, we were actually chopping it up with Nick Crane a little bit down there, typing up this uh, basketball game that's going to go down next Saturday. And Nick Crane <laughs> is trying to you know talk some smack, and he was like, "Oh, we got some guy that's like six seven. Cool." And I was like, <laughs> yeah. all right, sick. I was like, is that, I was, I was like, is that actually six seven or is that like league height six six seven? Because right. then I'm like, oh, I know he's like only six five, so that's okay. Y'all are saying it's okay because y'all are not the ones that got to guard him. I'm that's the true. One that's yeah, gonna we got to Daniel's going to have to guard him. I'm, it's, okay. I'm saying it's okay because I have that much faith in you. I believe no, I'm in not you. That, I'm not that okay. I hate being the biggest guy and tallest guy on the team because I also have to guard the biggest guy and tallest guy. Sorry. Well, Drake Do is semi Drake is semi-tall, and he's Drake young. Drake is six foot. And he's young. We're going to so, put Reeves. Put, We're going to have to triple team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
and just live with Nick Crane on the wing. Listen, I we'll listen. Live, I got we'll hops. I'll get some steals. Day. It's okay. We'll We're not going to worry day. about it. But the, the bad thing about summer league is teams shut down their guys. Like we, mm-hmm. Moses Moody was great. Cam Thomas was great. Um, Trey Murphy was great. So like, oh, uh, Giddy was great. Like. Paolo obviously was great, and then you have the guys that get injured: Jay Nivey, Shane uh, Sharp, who played five minutes and got injured. Um, who else got hurt? Uh, somebody else that got hurt. I can't remember. Um, it's like oh, Dyson Daniels. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. So like EJ Liddell, yeah, EJ Liddell. That made me so yeah. sad when I saw that. So I mean, like I get them shutting down their guys, but that. It takes away from all the good basketball that we get to see. So we don't really get the, like, Cam Thomas could probably win back-to-back Summer League MVPs, but he got shut down. Yeah. Trey Murphy probably could have won Summer League MVP, but he got shut down. So Paulo Bancaro, Yeah, probably, probably. would have won some, who looks way better than any other rookie, or way more advanced than any other rookie. Okay, I was saying this. He looks like he's been in the league for two years. Does, yeah. yeah, His size makes him look like he's been in the league for two years. We all his said that skill, coming into His confidence. Was, no, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we all knew that he was going to be the most NBA-ready yeah. rookie. That wasn't, you know, up for debate. But just seeing him in person, like, he is massive. And for him to be that athletic and that muscular at his size, at his, like, at his youth, basically, like, it was just an insane combination all together to witness. And I can't wait to watch him this year. The, the way he moves is, like, literally, like, he's a 6'3 guard. <laughs> but he's yeah. six ten, Yeah, 6'10", 250 body. It's crazy. And people were saying the mellow comps. I really didn't see that, but I mean, I get like I can see where they get it from. Um, but people are—I I mean, mellow could shoot it. Like yeah, mellow okay. could absolutely shoot. He had that mid-range down. And Paolo, he'll, he still needs to get there. He's showing improvement, though. I'm selfish, so I like seeing guys be a little bit more selfish. Selfish when it comes oh, yeah. on, on the basketball court. Yeah. Shocker, Daniel. <laughs> so Christine, don't expect to get the ball. Daniel gets his shots up. He gets his shots up. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm a great passer. <laughs> you got plenty of I'm shots. Not, yeah, I'm not complaining. You know, I'm not complaining. Listen, everyone I'm, underestimates I'm me, and it's fine. You know, it's okay. I'm happy Just don't expect me to pass you the ball. <laughs> I don't expect anything from you, Daniel. So I think I think but, we're square there. But who do you guys think is the summer league MVP? For me, mm. it's Keegan Murray. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. He's I think he's been the second best rookie in summer league. You can probably say he's the best since he played more games. Um, it's either between him or the I try to say his name from the Bucks, Sandro Mamu Kalash Vili. Oh, did he go to Mamu? Yeah. He went to Seton Hall. That's right. Yeah. So I don't. I can't. Maybe that's how. But he's been averaging like twenty-one and nine. Um, Keegan Murray's been like twenty-four and seven or eight, like something like that. Yeah, it's Keegan so, Murray. So it's between. I think it's between one of those two. Um, the both. I think the the Bucks are three and one. So they might have the record over the Kings. I can't remember what the Kings' record is, but it's definitely between one of those two. But like I said, either Cam Thomas, Trey Murphy could have easily won if they would have. Kept playing because both yeah. of those guys were averaging like twenty nine. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean Josh Christopher's looked really good too, yeah. but I I don't think that he's going to get it over Keegan Murray at this point. Uh, I mean Keegan Murray, there's there was a lot of speculation on why the Sacramento Kings took him at five. Uh, I was one. You were one, <laughs> or I guess at four. Sorry, at four. Uh, and I think he just kind of displayed like, "Nah, this is this is who I am. I'm a bucket getter. I'm gonna get mine." but I'm not going to try to do too much. And he he's just been efficient 
He's get, been an efficient 40, king 50, for every 40, single 80 game. 80 yeah. His splits. Like really good. pretty good. Pretty pretty dang pretty good, good for a uh, yeah, no. yeah, for it's, real. Uh, it's Keegan Murray. It, I, I think Keegan Murray will be the MVP, but uh he's been the one that I've been most impressed by for sure. Um yeah. I think it should lean towards a rookie too. If it, if yeah. a rookie, if you're in between a rookie and a guy who's been in the league for a little bit, uh, by a little bit, I mean like one or two years, then I think you should go to the rookie. And listen, I'm I was not down on the Keegan Murray pick. I was down on the Keegan Murray pick at four. Even though he fits what they're trying to do perfectly, I get that. I'm just such a draft the best talent available at the top of the draft rather than for fit. Because, um, I mean, like, mm. like listen, like when the Warriors, they drafted for fit with James Wiseman. I get, this is injuries, so it's not, it's nothing to do with his. But, I mean, they passed up LaMelo Ball. Who, who would you rather have right now? For real. LaMelo Ball or James Wiseman. So well, I, I know they would... they're trying to make a run. So they're, um, they, they are drafting for fit. And, and, Listen, Keegan Murray put up stupid numbers at Iowa. I'm not. I'm not stupid. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that Keegan Murray is a bad basketball player at all. I'm just saying, I, I just thought Jaden Ivey was that much better than than Keegan Murray was. But hey, I'm I'm down to be pleasantly surprised. Listen, I didn't I didn't like the Josh Giddy pick last year, so, and I'm pleasantly surprised. So uh, I I was like I liked what I saw from Keegan Murray. I still think he moves a little weird. He's a little stiff yeah. in the hip area. His twitch muscles. Don't yeah. Work yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He's a little stiff, but hey, it works, man. His game against the Thunder too. Like he was. He was getting kind of whatever he, was he wanted. The best mm-hmm. Yeah, he was getting whatever mm-hmm. he wanted. So, you know, shout out to Keegan Murray. I'm I'm glad to to look dumb on that one. I mean, to your point, Matt, I think if Jaden Ivey's camp wasn't so adamant of like we're not going to practice with the Sacramento Kings, we're not in talks with the Sacramento yeah. Kings, I think there would have been a different story there and possibly the Kings would have taken him at 4 if, you know, he was seemingly quote more open to it, but I think that they were smart not to go with Shaden Sharp at five, and they stuck with Keegan Murray, and it's working out for him. And even though, like, you know, he's not the most flashy player when you're watching him, he doesn't have, like, um, you know, the most explosive movement. I think that the way that he plays, he controls his own pace, and it's hard for other players to really kind of get on his level when defending him. So if it's working for him and it's getting him buckets, like more power to him. I think he's going to be good with Darren Fox. Like with, for what, sure. with what they're going to ask him to do, they're not going to ask him to go out and try to score 30 every night. Like, no, he's going to, he's going to set screens. He's going to pick and pop and be open for three and make a ton. Of, he's going to get a ton of three point opportunities. So I, I uh, like, I'm looking forward to it. I like that Kings, the talent they have, Darren Fox, Davion Mitchell, uh, Sabonis, uh, the big guy from Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes, along with Keegan Murray. I don't like the coach, not a Mike Brown guy. Right. So, and they're still the Kings. Yeah. But it's just Kings fun- gonna Kings. Yeah. It's just funny how they. I'm a girl. It's just funny how. It's it's really funny. I think it's just funny how like they finally learn how to draft after they get rid of Demarcus Cousins. Right. Like they couldn't <laughs> put anything around him after being in the lottery. And now they realize, oh, we could draft the best player or we can draft some really good players and not just some guys that won't fit our our system. Or And then we, we're not going to draft Luca because I'm not. I'm I'm not a fan of his dad's like what that's <laughs> like. That's just dumb. Like this is going to be the, like you said, the Kings are going to be the Kings. I am. And until I'm one of those like when it comes to basketball, I'm going to believe it when I see it. And I'm going to believe the Kings going to Kings until they don't. We were watching. It's funny. Chisholm and I were watching uh, Demarcus Cousins' Kings highlights, and people 
have definitely already forgotten how good he was. <laughs> he was unreal. Yeah, he, was, he was unreal. He could do it. He was. Speaking he was of, kind good, of, you're talking about good footwork with yeah. Kenneth Lofton Jr. Oof. Demarcus Cousins is seven foot, like three hundred pounds, and has the best footwork. It was. It was awesome. I'm so mad he got hurt. He was kind of MB before MB for real. Like in he, his, he walked so Embiid could run. Absolute monster. <laughs> if he came. Five years later, yep, like he'd be a completely different. Oh my God. Or maybe if he was in a different team, team situation, yeah, situation yeah. With a different team, he'd probably be better. But I mean, just look what happened to Aaron Wiggins. Like that's the guy, Andrew. Andrew Wiggins. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Like he's one of those guys that when they were put in a different system, just kind of unlocked a new style of player. So he's not a bust anymore. That's, as the people <laughs> were saying, I know they were, but he's not anymore. So we're we're good. We're straight. What winning does for you. <laughs> what being on a winning franchise does yeah, for you. Absolutely. Speaking of other franchises, we're going to be talking about around going around the NBA coming up next. Some KD news, some Kyrie, some Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, all Russell that Westbrook. good stuff. Yeah, yeah all, that, all that messiness that's going around the NBA. This is a Thunder Insiders, Outsiders in quotations, uh, with Daniel Bell, Christine Butterfield, Matt Burden on 1077 The Franchise. Visiting the trap today. Feeling trapped. This is like trap, trap. I'm in. Anymore. I'm in it. I like it. So featuring Young Jeezy. <laughs> Love to see might it. Might see Ti. Might see Young Dolph. Who knows? Who knows what I'm feeling? You, I uh, might let Chloe pick. Yeah, you can pick, <laughs> you can pick the next instrument. Okay, that'll be a Make test. Make sure it's trappy. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's a vibe. I think she likes NBA Young Boy. I like NBA Young Boy for sure. But if if she is gonna be NBA young boy, then she needs to have like whoa, a trap. We have some semi breaking news. We don't uh, have the breaking news. No, I know that's fine. That's fine. But uh, Daniel will remember this. You remember Andre Dawkins from Duke? Yes. He's the new head coach at Mount St. Mary in Oklahoma City. No way. Yes. No, he's not. I Are swear. You I swear. <laughs> I swear. I just saw this. Yeah. Duke men's basketball just quote tweeted it and said, let's go. Dr-. But yeah, I was like, Mount St. Mary. I was like, surely it's not in Oklahoma Is City. It? And no, it's, it's, yeah, it's the one in Oklahoma <laughs> City. Yeah. I'm not saying you're lying, but I have to fact check that. I'm telling you, man. That's so random. Yeah. <laughs> really the, that's weird. Unless they just, unless they tweeted out the wrong the wrong one they unless they added the wrong mount st mary no mount uh, mount st mary's page yeah that's the oakland yeah Uh, that's crazy man small world heck yeah i'll let you guys go we need to go call the mount st mary game yeah we really do i'll let you guys go ahead and fan girl over there for a second take your time why are you a hater i'm not a hater i have not said anything towards hating i'm just saying i'm i am removing myself from this (laughs) from this duke fandom and I'll let you guys go at it until we get back to no, actual just, NBA. That's stuff. actually really cool, though. That is, man. Yeah, that's, that's great. Awesome. Was he on that national? No, I don't think he was on that 2010 national championship team. No, I don't no, think I so. think it was a year. Yeah, I think it was like yeah. a year late, and then he left like a year too early for the 2015 one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just a lot of NBA news that's happened since well, since last time I was on. KD asked for a trade. Kyrie opted in. Uh, it seemed like they were going to part ways. Now it seems like they're going to stay together. Um, Rudy Gobert got traded for five <laughs> draft picks. 
<laughs> Donovan Mitchell seems like he's going to get traded. Yeah. Russell Westbrook and his agent broke up. Like it's and said, "quote He didn't request a trade." It's, it's been NBA is the best reality TV show. Man. I firmly believe NBA that off season is the best reality. So TV messy. Show. I, I so so. Messy. I mean, still yeah. in the in the season in the too. Season two. Yeah, just like, the NBA in general. That's why I don't watch reality TV. I'm like, I get my fix every <laughs> single day, just following exactly. the NBA and what players are saying. So, so first off, what do you guys think of the KD and Kyrie mess? It's a mess. <laughs> That's what I think of it. It's an absolute yeah. mess over there. And, I mean, it's been a mess since, and, and I'm not saying I'm either pro or against, I'm saying it's been a mess since Kyrie Irving went ahead and was like, no, I'm going to sit out on these games. And they had to have a different team when they would travel away versus when they would play at home. It's been a mess since then. Adding Kevin Durant has attributed to the mess. And then having both of the players, um, you know, like, I mean, Having Kyrie Irving opt in and say like you know like I'm you know I'm actually gonna try to repair this relationship that's kind of broken now I think that that's gonna take a lot more time than I think either party is foreseeing and then when you factor in Kevin Durant demanding a trade even though there's four years left on his contract it's like how many times are you gonna keep doing this man like you've demanded trades like from everywhere you've been now basically and you're also at the point of your career and with the point of your contract where what you get in return or what teams have to give up to get you to come there is just too much of an asking price right now. Like, you know, with the deals with Miami, like there was only really deals speculated from Miami, deals speculated from the Suns for DeAndre Ayton, which has now been taken care of. And well, I'm then, sure deals have come in from every, basically every team. It's just he only wants to go to the that's Suns. That's what I'm saying. He, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying the other teams didn't want him. I'm right. just saying the only deals that would have made sense for both parties. Right. Also, like, with the quotations of Kevin Durant in both parties would be Miami, Phoenix, and um, it was uh, Toronto. Toronto was the last one whenever he, when he said he's like, oh, I would be fine going to Toronto. Right. Like, if like, I had, to. If I had yeah. to go there and they gave up Scotty Bonds for me, then cool. Um, I just never thought that any of those trades made sense, really. And uh, so I think that this year is going to be really interesting to follow Brooklyn with all the drama that Kyrie Irving had following him, with now Kevin Durant being like, oh, I hardcore demanded a trade, but now I have to stay here. Am I willing to kind of put my ego aside and try to win a championship with Kyrie? I think there's a lot of question marks heading into the season for them. Yeah, the a Kevin Durant deal is going to go into the season. It's not, it's, I don't think it's going to be resolved anytime soon. No, no. Just because, and listen, the, everyone's talking about the asking price for the Nets. Yeah, Kevin Durant's like a top three player in the in the league. Like, he's, he's not going to just go for... The, net, the Nets aren't going to be like, okay, he's he's got four years left on his deal. Okay, just give us something and a couple picks and fine. No, they're going to ask for, rightfully so, what they, sh- what they should get for Kevin Durant. Um, so, yeah, I think that deal is going to take a while. And, honestly, I think it's going to be like a four-team deal just because there's going to be so many moving parts uh, in that. And the fact that they, they've traded for Ben Simmons and then now they can't get some type of players because they have Ben Simmons on their roster who they acquired via trade. It's it's just nuts, honestly. So that's going to take uh, that's going to take a while. And listen, I I don't blame the Nets for asking an ungodly amount for him. Like, no, I don't blame I don't them at all. Like, and and I think uh, worldwide, Rob uh, Rob Perez on on Twitter said it best. Uh, contract is just a words on a piece of paper. <laughs> that's all it is. I keep forgetting Ben Simmons is on that team. Yeah, so does and, everyone else. Yeah, that's, I'm like, that's yeah, the reason because he can't shoot. For, 
That's the reason. Th- like, I'm did sure Miami would give up. because he didn't play. No, did you? Right. But did you all see that? They had like this picture whenever um, KD got traded there. And uh, it was like KD, Kyrie. I can't remember who else, but it was like all of all the four players were in a shooting motion and Ben Simmons was just defending. <laughs> I was like, yo, for them to put that out nationally is like hilarious to me. But I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping either KD and Kyrie for AD and Russ or they figure out Russ for Kyrie. Maybe it's, it's probably going to take a three team. A third I love team. that both of his options are only revolving around the Lakers. Well, that seems like, like could you be a more? No, but that seems like the one. Uh, yeah, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm not. No, I'm, everyone knows Daniel. It's no, no secret here. Ky- Kyrie with one year left on his deal. He holds all the cards. Yeah. yeah so no, I think I think Kyrie for Russ has always made sense to me. I always like that trick. Make sense. Russ back. Russ back with. Katie does not miss. That would be that would be a three teamer. Well, it'd be three team. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. I've always liked. I've always liked Kyrie going to L.A. So have I. I okay. Well, what I'm saying is, I like Kyrie going to L.A. That makes sense to me. But um, obviously, there's a lot of things in motion that would have to happen for that to occur. But I, I mean, I think that I tweeted out before Kyrie even opted into his contract. I thought that I think they're gonna find a way to make it work and the Lakers are going to st- be stuck with Russ. Um, I do think that if the Lakers do want Kyrie, the KD trade has to happen first because they're not going to trade Kyrie and then be stuck with KD because they're asking for way too much. So they're going to try to fi- they're probably going to try to figure out where to put Kyrie Ky- KD if if they can. If like lower that asking price or if they're just going to stick with both because it makes no sense to have KD and Ben Simmons by themselves because we saw KD and Kyrie not be able to to win anything win a game in the playoffs do you think KD and Ben Simmons can win a game in the playoffs and that team they don't have any big men at all so like who's going to except for Nick Claxton so I mean that team's not going to be as good as they should be because of the head cases that Kyrie and KD are, which I I'm really, really like both of them. I think KD is the the best follow athlete follow on Twitter. I think Kyrie is the most interesting person. Like I've told lots of people that if I could interview one person, it'd be Kyrie. But they like it's just it just doesn't work out. So move on to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> of course, to the Lakers. Sorry, did you guys see what? The the Jazz were offering or wanted for that asked the Knicks for Donovan Mitchell? Mitchell. I haven't I haven't seen. I that. I saw Bobby Marks's proposed trade. No, and that was the, insane. Not that that was insane. That the Jazz asked the Knicks for four players. Um, it was Obi Toppin. It wasn't R.J. Barrett? Um, I can't remember quickly. four players. It was four players. Yeah, quickly. Yeah, he was one of them. Those two and then two other players. Quentin Grimes probably. And then five draft picks for Donovan Mitchell. What a bounty for Donovan Mitchell. I think that's a bit overpriced for Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Like, like that's a... That's the price of business. That's though. a Kobe mm. size. That's, like, that's top tier. Like if, like, if Giannis asks to be traded, that's what you offer. Like, and then you don't yeah. wait for them to ask for that. That's what you offer if Giannis asks to be traded. That's not what you ask for for Donovan Mitchell. 
That's get, pretty greedy for, for yeah, Donovan yeah. Mitchell's caliber player. Hey, Danny Ainge's on a heater right now, though. He's like, do you see what I just got for Rudy Gobert? <laughs> that's what, that's was, what I was thinking. Was I was like, he's like, oh, wait, yeah. I can over-ask and get all this stuff for yeah, Rudy Gobert? Like, hey. If I got that for Rudy Gobert, then I can get this for Donovan Mitchell. Nah, that's not how that works, bro. At least the the uh, Wolves were smart and got protections on those picks. Yeah. Unlike the, yeah. the yeah. Nets, who didn't get any protections on Oof. any of the picks they sent out. But, check like that's basically nine players that you're wanting to trade for Donovan Mitchell and Donovan Mitchell is a great player but he's not trading nine players away for like that's no absolutely ridiculous I mean like five five like you know like well like two like you know I could see like a package of like maybe like two players and three draft picks or depends on the players that's what I I know like if you give up Obi Toppin who I'm very high on and Quint Grimes or quickly and a couple draft picks. Okay, that's that's, probably, that's, that's what yeah, that's the package I yeah, see for Donovan works, Mitchell. But but nine. Yeah, nine players. It's ridiculous. Like 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 I said, that's what you get went for Giannis for Luca. Like LeBron right now wouldn't even get that. KD is not going to get that. Bless me. She said, bless you, me. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I, I sneezed in here. No, I know, but she said bless me. She oh. bless you, bless you, Matt. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Bless me. You see, I can't remember no. who it was, but on ESPN Plus they had a uh, Oklahoma City and, U- and Utah trade for involving Donovan Mitchell. What it I would did look see, like. I, I did see a little bit of that. Uh, I, I can't remember who it was, but whoever is like on was, ESPN Plus doing it. It's Donovan Mitchell going to Oklahoma City. Obviously. I feel like it'd be for Lou Dort, but it was Trey Mann, Derek mm. Favors, Jamichael Green, Poku, and five first round picks. <laughs> I would so do another that. like. Nine no, no, player okay. trade. So one of the picks. One of the picks is twenty twenty four. It's Utah's pick back to them from the favors trade. Okay. It's a Clippers first round pick in twenty twenty four that is top two protected. The and twenty twenty four Rockets first round pick. Um, if the pick is five through thirty, it conveys. So it's top five protected. Um, then the Heat first round pick lottery protected and seventy sixers first round pick. I believe top seven protected. Yeah, so do that. I would. Do there's that. a lot of protections on this. I would do that because one, those are going to be more than likely late first round picks. Yeah, those are all good teams. Yeah. So they're not they're not sending their own picks, which is smart. Yep. They're sending the pick back to Utah. I like the pick back to and Utah. And they're they're sending. The I mean, Lou. Dort, I'm I'm all in on not trading Lou Dort. Yeah. But if you can get Donovan Mitchell for basically, that's I mean that's basically Trey what you're trading. Yeah. Trey Man and. Trey Man and Lou Dort for Donovan Mitchell. I mean, that, that's well, pretty even. No, the Lou tra- Dort's was, not in this. Trade. It wasn't oh. in the trade. I was oh, just so, guessing. It's, oh, yeah. Lou, it's, it's Trey Man, Trey Man Poku, and Poku. Favors, oh. and Jermichael Green. This is yeah. Yes, do that. <laughs> yeah. Every day, Trey Man. Yeah, you, so you're that. basically trading Trey Man for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. You're yeah. basically trading Trey Man for what he could be in the future for now. Right. Yes. You absolutely do that. But see what the, you said there. The Thunder aren't trading for now. They have quote no they timeline. They, I'm not saying what they should or shouldn't do. I'm saying they have no timeline. So if I think if this trade was available next uh, next season, next off season, if, he would definitely thousand percent. If this, thousand percent, if this trade would. was available today, and Sam Presti says no, we got to have a conversation. Sam Presti's not not we, down. Sam Presti, he well, because, I'm saying I'm saying this. I'm I think all trades like that are going to be postponed until they try to get a crack at. Getting the number one. No, I uh, see. I'm. I'm not. I'm, that's not what they should do. I'm in. Get the best players right now, that you can, and because right, what I get that they're trying to not be as good, but why? You have Josh Giddy, Chet, 
SGA, Lou, you get to keep Lou Dort. If you're Jay, keeping Lou Dort, then a thousand percent. Jalen Williams, both Jalen Williams, Aaron Wiggins, who am I? Darius Baisley still on the roster. Like, you, get the, you have your core. Yeah. Go, like, you don't, like, how much more do you need? Like, I, yes, Victor Wimbanyana seems like a once-in-a-lifetime prospect, but how bad do you think you're going to be to try to get him? So I'm all, just go in, go all in for it, and they, I think that they need another twenty point per game score. Anyways, why not Donovan Mitchell? Like if you can trade Trey Man for Donovan Mitchell, like that's 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 a no brainer. And if that trade is on the table today, and Sam Presti says no, we got like we we got to have a talk because that that that's a ridiculous trade. That's a steal. How old is Donovan Mitchell again? Who cares? He's like, probably like 25, 26. Okay, thank you. I don't even think he's that old. Probably not, honestly. <laughs> I think he's like 24. I think he did, two, yeah, he did two years, I think, at Louisville. Oh, then, that is right. Yeah, I forgot he... But, I mean, still, that's just one more year. He's probably 20 when he got drafted. He's 25. 25. Then, yeah, I say go for it. I think he fits their timeline. I mean, I think he fits their, like, young core style. And, I mean, he's a good veteran that would be coming in and has the skills, has the, you know, experience, but also, like, can still vibe with the young group. I think Shea would really like working with him. Christine, uh, you missed issue. the memo. Shea doesn't even fit the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> the only issue is who's going to come off the bench. That's the literally the only issue. Lou Dort. But you, somebody's got to play defense. Cause, yeah, because Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is not doing not it. No, he's defense. not. But like, I don't think you have Donovan Mitchell coming off the bench. Yeah, obviously. To but, have Lou Dort play defense. Yeah, I know, but man. So I think Lou Dort is coming. That's off the, the reason off why the they wouldn't do it is because somebody has to play defense. True. But because Josh Giddy can't really. Shea really can't. Because Thunder fans have been getting butt hurt from all the uh, Josh Raptors. And, oh, sorry. What the Raptors talk. Of wanting Shea, which mm. I mean, I don't know why they're mad that another team wants their yeah, best like, player. They can want them it, all you want. Yeah, like isn't that a compliment? To your I will. Team? I, I will just say this: Yes, Shea is locked up for how many every five more years, I believe. Yes, he does not have a player option, but things change. Shea could easily ask for a trade. The Thunder could once again try to lose. Another season and losing takes a toll on players. Nobody, this is the first time these guys have ever lost in their careers. High school, the little league, they were probably AU, probably on some of the best teams. Uh-huh. High school, middle school, they were probably on the best teams in their state. Mm-hmm. College, they were on some really good teams. And now they and get state- to the Thunder and they're losing. So losing takes a toll. And if SGA gets tired of it, I would not be surprised. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to ask for a trade, I'm not saying he's a liar. He does want to be here right now, but things change, and I will say that. I also think that, you know, when Shagulis Alexander came here and he had that season with Chris Paul and they did make it to the playoffs, I think that that might have somewhat changed his, uh, I guess, like his mindset about like where he wants the Thunder to go. And so like going to the playoffs and now kind of being in two seasons back-to-back of a rebuild where they start you know, losing games near the end of the season and you see certain players that, you know, could have injuries or could be out to other reasons. I think that that does take a toll eventually. And, you know, Shea Gildas-Alexander has said that he's he wants to be in Oklahoma City right now, that um, he loves this team, all that stuff, you know, great, kumbaya, that's fine. But 
I think if if the Thunder go through another season of this, I think there will be kind of an overarching question from a player like Shea being like, so how much longer do I have to go through this for us to actually be serious about making a playoff run? Agreed. Wholeheartedly. And then that would be the question that would that would either like force a trade or kind of make things a little bit choppy. But I hate agreeing with you. That's why I think I think I think next offseason is when all these first round picks go bye bye. Yeah. I think next I think all these first round picks and some fringe player like like a Poku, if Teo's still here, if you know, whoever Ty Drum's Ty, still here. Trey Mann, whoever Ty Drum's not gonna be the but, one was yeah, where like Kendrick he wasn't Williams. sitting with the team at first. Uh-huh. Uh in Vegas for their second game. Right. So that one was a little weird. We're but they, all he like, eventually mm. did go sit with the team. So that, maybe he's out the out of the I door. think he's kind of out the door. What yeah. you're talking about, Kyrie. Kyrie is going to go play in L.A. In the Drew League. League yeah. In the Drew League, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that just got reported. Did Kyrie Irving play in the Drew League? Nice. Things could, it could be a, uh, things to come. Who knows? <laughs> it's a premonition. Speak it into existence, Christine. You can manifest all you want, Daniel, but I will be over here just watching it all unfold uh, shakily before my eyes. This is the Thunder Insiders with Daniel Bell, Christine Butterfield, Matt Burton, Chloe Young Boy, Young, I keep saying Young Boy, uh, 1077 The Franchise. Welcome back, Thunder Insiders, Daniel Bell, basketball guru, D. Just basketball guru, Christine Butterfield, CB on sports, Matt Burton. I am Matt Burton. Yep. Chloe Young. Don't know her Twitter. Don't even know if she has a Twitter. Do you? Yeah, it's Chloe K. Young. Chloe K. Young. I, oh, I followed you. Okay. I, oh, maybe I did. I don't know. Maybe it was the other intern. <laughs> so she picked this song. Good one. I like it. Lil Baby, Gunna, Lil Uzi. Have you heard of any of these guys, Christine? Yes, I know who they are. You don't know what kind of listen I mu- music I listen to in my free time? There were some songs at the Thunder Games that you didn't know. That was so. I typed in they were like Young, and I don't believe this is you. They were like old school, though. They were like older songs. Is this is your bio, mommy, wife, ed- educator, blessed? <laughs> <laughs> is that educator not you? Educator blessed. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe <laughs> not. The- that's not you, okay. It's J-U-N-G. It's German. Oh, got you. That's that, yep. Uh, there's there's the like, confusion. I tell me I have a kid? There's the confusion, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I still can't find her. I got it, there we go. We'll work it out, we'll work it out. There we go. Oh, I spelled her name wrong. <laughs> Naturally. Sorry, Chloe. Chloe's not going to ever come back to the show. She's <laughs> like, I'm done with these people. I'm I'm tired of these people. There. there we go. Oh, J-U... Oh, I put an O in her. <laughs> Whoa. We're all over the this place. is a Thunder Insider show. Um, back to the Thunder. Summer League. So we talked about all the positives. Some negatives. Oof. Who, what was a little underwhelming for you? I mean, Trey Mann's definitely the obvious answer. Yeah. Just, I mean, him in his first game, he went, I think, one of 13. I believe that's correct. And, uh, oh, of five from three. And then the second game, he was a little bit better, three of 14. Then he was one of six from three. And his shot was just not falling. And what was strange about it was 
from watching him last season, his shot selection was the same. Like nothing was different about the different shots he was choosing or like getting in and out of it. I don't know if he was just a little bit too relaxed in his um, like in his change of direction moves or if he was just going through the motions. But there's definitely something off about his movement. I think it was that it wasn't as crisp as I remember it being from the end of last season. So I don't know if he, you know, was just kind of getting back into the competitiveness of NBA style games. But by the third game, he really, he got back to what we're used to seeing from him, three of five from the perimeter and six of 11 from the field. So he was really getting back into the bag of moves that I've seen him do. But I mean, he was the biggest, I think, disappointment in the first two games. Besides that, I mean, who can you really critique? I mean, the the rookies played extremely well, I think. Oh, but he didn't play. <laughs> no, like the obvious, uh, the other yeah, obvious one Trey to me Man, is yeah. uh, Lesky Kukoshevsky no, because yeah. he just did not play. Trey Man did not look comfortable at all. Like I don't know. Like he just didn't look. His game didn't look as fluid as it did when he was playing last year, mm-hmm. which was uh, shocking. I thought he was going to come in because I said he didn't. I thought he was going to come in and firing yeah. everything off and being like, "Yeah, so, what's up?" I thought he would have kind of came in like Moses Moody. Mm-hmm. And had that one great game, and there the Thunder were like, "Okay, we've seen enough." He was a COVID survivor, though. Are we not? That is true. Right. Are we? Are we putting are we not putting that? enough? We're not putting enough stock. That in is that. true. So maybe, maybe that did have maybe was a little fatigue. But like I say, it didn't look comfortable at all. No, yeah, he was he was but, underwhelming for sure. But I mean, that I mean, um, Usman Jing's shooting. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was. Not, <laughs> not, oh, not yeah. where it needs to be. But I'm. I like the confidence. Same. I like. His, I like the. Conf- I will say. It's I like the confidence. League. It's summer Yeah, league. he's like, I'm gonna throw up, these man. up. Yeah, I like that he. I mean, he had 12 attempts in this first game. I. I like that he was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna try some stuff. And that's what the summer league is for. I think when people overanalyze like every single thing a player does in the summer league, I'm yeah. like, this is just a time for them to get a feel for the game. Get some reps in during try the summer and try some new things without rather, being too heavily judged. I would rather him do that than not like then he, him miss a couple, Simmons. him miss a couple, and then just shut down. That, yeah. not, For sure, not shooting. I would rather him do that. So yeah. completely agreed. Another thing, Jalen Williams free throws. He, Is this J Dub or J Will? J Dub. Okay. He did not like. He was good. He was a good free throw shooter in college, but his free throw shooting in summer league was just not good. So I don't, I don't know what was going. On. Maybe it was just an anomaly. But Maybe he just hasn't been working on his free throw. He attempts. needs to. He needs to get in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> he needs to get in the gym. Everything else but fine. Yeah, everything every, else looks good. Everything else <laughs> yeah. solid. Those free throws. He needs to, I mean, like I said, maybe it's an anomaly because he was a good free throw shooter in college. Yeah, but like it's weird when you see. Good free throw shooters become bad. Like Russ was a good free throw shooter. Now he sucks from that from the line. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen to Jalen Williamson. Maybe it's just a summer thing, but maybe just too many people in the crowd or something. <laughs> Not used to playing in front of these this many people. I mean, but, he d- it wasn't that bad though. He was three of four against Sacramento. He was, I think. It's- it was. Was too- it how he? Was it how the shot looked? Yeah, it, not the shot looked, but it was the misses looked bad. Oh, okay. And there was one game like last game, last night. The free throws were bad. I can't remember what he what he shot last night, but you have you can pull it up before me. Last night he was, was oh of oh wait no I'm looking at the oh two of seven. Yeah, Yikes! See, I was yeah. looking at the other Jalen Williams from last night. Uh, two of seven. That's bad. That's bad for sure. Yeah. See, his other got, games weren't awful, but this one was got to work rough. on those. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was pretty pretty. I mean, pretty good showing for the Thunder. No no real disappointments. 
Do you guys think Chet has shown enough, though? I, for the Thunder? Yes. I do. I absolutely do. And, like, I want to get into this with you guys because uh, we were watching that Sacramento game live where he just kept getting foul call after foul call down low and it would be all ball. And I just think that, like, the refs have never seen someone just look so cat, like, such casual blocks, yeah, I, I think. I hate to admit when Jerry Ramsey has a good tweet. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. But he did. I, I saw the tweet you're tweet. talking yeah, about. He's, he's, he's like, the refs are going to have to get used to seeing Chet do stuff that no one's done, <laughs> that no one does. Yeah. So, and that's very true. I mean, I, I just, he's, he's, he was awesome, man. And I think, the best thing for me, like I had, I had no issues with with the Thunder taking Chet. I I was like, I was all in on it, and uh, but I could see the apprehension from some Thunder fans, and uh, I think you can say me. It's the okay. good thing, well, no, not but just Thunder fans yeah, in general, <laughs> yeah. just Thunder fans in general too that were apprehensive about the pick. I I think he did a good job at putting probably putting those people's minds at ease a little bit with the showing. I think he did. I think he scored at all three levels. I, I saw him hit a few mid-range shots. He was efficient from the perimeter. Um, had some solid dunks in there. And defensively, wasn't that much of a liability. I mean, we saw him, you know, like, I think a lot of people have been harping on his his size, meaning, you know, the fact that he's under 200 pounds and he's to put on muscle. But he doesn't look as skeletal in the as yeah. yeah, as as you would expect, like yeah, his legs are like super skinny, but he's able to like handle these guys down low for the most part, and his blocks are just so like straight up. Like for me, whenever I see his blocks in there, and he's just like two hands straight up, and the ball just hits his hand, he's like cool. It is like the most casual thing, unless he's like really going for that. The block he had moment. on uh, Tari Eason in that in the Houston game. That one was insane. No, that one was insane. Yeah. Sorry, Easton thought he was going to have an easy reverse layup, and then Chet just comes out of nowhere. They had a mini Uh -uh. block party. Right. Yeah, they did. That was was awesome. And we got a good Onion article headline out of Chet, too. Fans reflexively hold breath every time Chet (laughs) Onion moves. That's what I told Joe. I saw that one. That's what I told Joe, who's coming up next. Uh, It's like Thunder fans are going to have panic attacks every time he hits the floor. Mm -hmm. Like, it, like, Oh, nobody wants listen. him to get on the floor. Listen, no, I mean, I'm I'm here for Chet Holmgren, but anytime he does a change of direction move, I like am scared for his ankles. <laughs> I just look down at his ankles and I'm like, please hold steady. <laughs> I'm I very hope. surprised you didn't say he needed to figure out mama mentality. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about that here. That is that is an off air conversation. <laughs> I'll talk about it. Oh, you want to talk? You <laughs> still, do you want, do you want me to set so the stage? The scrum, and, yeah, which we're still not used to. Matt uh, Matt Tomlinson kept saying last question, and somebody would ask a question yeah. right after. But Christine asked if what or Chet was wearing a mama mentality. I shirt. didn't ask that. Oh yeah, sorry. No, there was, uh, somebody, there was somebody else. Somebody else from another school or from another school. Another <laughs> team. That uh, asked and Chet couldn't really give an answer. I remember his answer because I was standing there like, "Is this happening?" Like you know, I, it was like one of those out of body experiences where you're like, "Is am I really here right now?" I think that it seems like he doesn't want to say the wrong thing and doesn't want to become a soundbite. But but by doing that, yeah. My here's my issue with it, like. You know, like I, I actually, I gave this example out before, but it's one of those things where I'm not, I don't listen to the Rolling Stones. I see a ton of cool Rolling Stones t-shirts. Am I going to put one on? No, because if I put one on and someone goes, oh, do you listen to the Rolling Stones? I'm going to look fake and I don't, I don't have a good answer. So I'm just not going to put myself in that situation. So you care what people think too much. 
Yeah, just wear the shirt. Yeah. If you like yeah. the shirt, just wear the yeah. shirt. Well, then I would end up like Chet Holmgren being like, oh, well, man, no, no. you know, like, uh, <laughs> I, I just knows. love the game. No, he literally <laughs> just said, quote, I think it means hard work. <laughs> And I loving think, the game. And I'm like, that's what you're going to go into? Like, with the legacy of Kobe? Like, this is your answer for a mama mentality shirt? He did like, say that to him... Oh, sorry, means, you can't put it into words. That's my bad. I forgot that part. <laughs> he did say that it means working hard at what you love, no matter what that is, whether that's basketball or everyday life. So he did give that answer, and that was the classic Kobe answer to what mama mentality was. Sick. So that, there's that. Sick. But like I said, I think he just didn't want to become a soundbite, and... I mean, he didn't, but it looked bad. <laughs> and I think that he, I think he needs to show his personality more because he has a great personality and he has like some swag to his. Sort of, like, I want to see the. That's what's confusing for me yeah, as I wanna, a. I want to see. I'm the best player in two months. Swag type I, personality. And I don't know if he feels like he needs to play more games before he can start. You know, outwardly saying that stuff. But he was saying all that. You know, when he played at Gonzaga, and for him now to kind of get in front of the cameras and in front of the media. And I've heard him say multiple times, you know, I can't really put it to words. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to. It's part of the job to, like, talk about basketball. So, I mean, I, I, I he does need to show his personality a little bit more. I know he's a rookie, so he's just kind of getting used to this at this high of a volume. But, like, when you're the number two pick, every, all eyes are going to be on you. Everyone wants to know what's up with you. And uh, what you think of your teammates, what you think of the game, what you thought about your own performance. So, you know, I, I guess some of his answers were a little bit lackluster to me, especially when you think about kind of how, like, disconnected he seemed from his actual personality. Do you know who can show personality and put things into words? Joe Masato. Joe Masato. Yeah. He's coming up next on, on Thunder Insider Show with Daniel Bell, Christine Butterfield, and Matt Burton on 1077 The Franchise. Welcome back, Thunder Insiders, Daniel Bell, Christine Butterfield, Matt Burton, Chloe Young, Jerry Ramsey. Jerry Ramsey. In the house. <laughs> he just said no. <laughs> um, Joe Masato coming up now. We have some efforting glitches. Efforting. That Jerry Jones had efforting. to fix. Oh my gosh, that's just too fast. Too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Is he ready, Joe? Or- Oh, he's ready. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Oh. oh. Not. He is not ready. I don't hear it. <laughs> uh, that does not, not sound. I think he hung up on him. He forgot to put it on. Uh, yeah. Good job. Oh, Good job, Jerry. Okay. Well, Good job, we'll figure Jerry. this out. Let's, let's, <laughs> Daniel, let's, 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 let's turn so that down. We're called Joe. In the next segment, we're called Joe. Yeah, we're we'll, uh, in the show with with, with with Joe. With good old yeah. Joe. Um, don't know what Jerry did, but uh, I don't know what he did either. He must yeah, have. I think forgotten. he hung up on you, uh, on Joe. So, um, I guess we can talk about the, the Joe. If you're listening, call back. You can call back. <laughs> Joe, we we really we do want to talk to you. I promise. I think we can talk about the. Ring of the Young Corps. We can. Let's move it up. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Bleacher Report recently came out with their Ring of the Young Corps where they had the Grizzlies at one, Pels at two, Cavs at three, 
Celtics at four, Hawks at five, Thunder at six, Raptors at seven, Pistons at eight, Rockets at nine, and Magic at ten. Too high or too low for the Thunder? Um, I think it's fine. My main issue comes with the Celtics. Are we... Are we saying they're young? Counting? Are we counting Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? If we are, then they should be number one. They just made the finals. <laughs> yeah, like I'm very. I that's my thing. This is a little too them. vague for me. I don't know. Like, who's think, if we're not counting them, then who is on Boston's young core? I think Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> Does he get them all the way up to four? Time Lord. Yeah, Time Lord. Yeah. I think that they're counting twenty-five and under. Okay, so, so Tatum and got, Tatum those, and Brown yeah. would be so it'd be Tatum Brown. How old is uh, how are they not number one? Yeah, that's, that's that, yeah. confusing. They should easily be number one because they, they be literally one. just made the finals, right? Let's, yeah. Like let's. Uh, <laughs> who is it? Was it Zach? Cr- or was that was it Ringer? The Ringer did it or Bleacher Report? Bleacher Report. Okay, I wasn't able to find it on Bleacher Report, so I'm just going off this list. Um, I don't know why I'm not here. I'm not really here for the Cavs' young core, but. Ooh, I am. I you am, are? Yeah. yeah. Darius Garland, Darius Jarrett, Gar- yeah. Jarrett Allen were just all-stars. Oh, I, I, I know you're a Darius Garland. Yeah, okay. And then Evan Mobley. Maybe uh, Colin Sexton. <laughs> if he ever plays again, yeah. If he, yeah, if he yeah. steps foot on the court, then sure. If he suits up, then yeah. But I like the Grizzlies young core. I do. I, I just, love I'm the still, Grizzlies young core. I'm very the Celtics, high. I don't know how they're at four. Like That's it. That's just insane to me. I don't get that. Uh, and then the Hawks were counting Trey Young. And all that group who've already been to a Eastern Conference Finals, and, and they're but at we're five. ranking them five, yeah, and they're at five. That's what that, what I meant is I I should have sorry clarified this. I meant that I don't understand the Cavs being that high and then putting the Celtics at four and putting the Hawks at five. That's what I don't understand. Right, right. So I mean, I think that it should be probably what Celtics one. You could you could uh, agree to disagree for Grizzlies and Hawks at spot number two, but I think that like. You do like Celtics at one, Hawks at two, Grizzlies at three, Pelicans four, and then Cavs at five, and then Thunder. I mean, Thunder's at six. I li- I personally like Thunder at six, but could be my bias. I also like I I like the Raptors because Scotty Barnes. I mean, like rookie of the year. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's, the only it, that's hard. Is he's he is their young core. Like that's yeah. That's like their that's my core. like you know you can't really Blayton, put them Siakam above because he's the only young. Yeah, young guy. So you're like putting, you're basically like rookie of the year spot for well, the Raptors. I think since Van Vliet and Siakam weren't draft, I mean, yeah, they're older, but I think it's because they were drafted more recently is why they're yeah. considered part of their young core. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, Siakam's I would just like love 30. the parameters. Siakam's, like, Siakam's older. He's like 29. Yeah, I would. I would love 30. the parameters of this list. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. Do you, do we count him? If we yeah, do, I yeah. like I like I Gary so. Trent Jr. Yeah. Um, so, I, I really like the Pistons. I, I love I like, the Pistons. I like the Pistons with Cage, oh, sh- Sadiq Bay. Jerry's here. I can't say that too loud. <laughs> I actually K- need to like chill out for a second. Cade, Sadiq Bay, uh, Jade Nivey. I, I like that young core a lot. Isaiah Stewart. Like they got they got a ton of young talent. So here's my team. here's my ranking. I had Celtics because yeah. Celtics are because duh. Just came yeah. back from a championship yeah. and they have Jason Tatum because duh. Yep, Pelicans. Ooh. Zion and Brandon. Brandon. Zion, if Brandon Zion ever alone, steps foot on the floor care. again. It, even, if we're going to say that. Even if they don't have Zion, they're still second because Brandon You Ingram, literally just mentioned Zion first. I'm still, but, but I know. Even if they don't have them, still think they're second because Brandon Ingram is better than every other guy on this list except for Ja. 
Yeah, and Herb then, Jones. Yeah, Herb Jones, uh, Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy, yeah, Jose Alvarado. I, uh, I'm a big Jose Alvarado um, girl, but I can't think of the other guy's yeah. name. I'm thinking, okay. but yeah, so they're second, and then you add Zion to that. that I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not adding Zion because I haven't seen the dude play in like what seems like a year. What seems like an eon. Oh, I don't care, Zion. So the Pelicans second. I have the Thunder third. I think that they're SGA. You put them above the Grizzlies. Yes. SGA. Mm. Jaw is better than SGA, but SGA surrounding cast like Jaw has Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Trey Mann, Bo Jalen Williams, Aaron Wiggins, Trey Mann, who you would trade Baisley for yeah for <laughs> Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, like I think that SGA along with all those guys is better than Jaw with some guys that aren't as good. Okay, I mean you sold me a Pelicans at too. I think I do think though that Can the Grizzlies. Oh. Excuse me. Please go ahead. Pistons at four. Love what they're doing. I have the Raptors at five because I just I'm big Siakam fan. Scotty Barnes, Rockets, Cavs, Grizz, Hawks, and then Magic. Okay. <laughs> and that's my list. And okay. That's, that, that, that's the right list. No, that's your opinion of the right list. My I got you. I, I, yeah, go go ahead. I, I don't. I, I'm still not counting Siakam, and he's about he's to be thirty. Yeah, so he's about to turn thirty. If so we don't count Siakam, do. then the Raptors move to last. Yeah, yeah. which and they then should be last. The Magic move up. Okay, so I would I would have Celtics first because duh. Uh, I I will actually go in with you. I I agree with you. Sold me on the Pelicans at second, so I like that. I am gonna put Grizzlies ahead of the Thunder though. Because one of them, just, one of them made the play in, and one of them has been rebuilding. Trying for years. to. Okay, yeah. So I'm just going with. And they have better vets. Like Again, like I mean, so I'm you're just, still I, counting their play in because of what their vets can do, and not their. No, I think John Morant led them in that. Yeah, who, who missed a good chunk of the season, and they were very good without him. Yeah, they were fine without him. Again, they like, were good, not listen, fine. I, okay. Well, I think that I That's think fine. the Grizzlies. That's fine. That's I think fine. I I really like the Grizzlies' young core right now. I like what That's they're doing fine. over there in Memphis. Um, so I I'll put them at three, and then I think it's between the Thunder and the Pistons at four for me. What do you think, Matt? SGA this is your list. just takes my list. This is your list. I'll go. I'll, you know, I'll go. I'll go chalk. I'll go Thunder at four. Uh, and then I'll do Pistons at five because, like you, Daniel, and I think like you also, Matt. I since adding Jaden Ivy and with the draft that they had this year, that's going to be a super exciting young core to add with Cade Cunningham. Didn't even mention Dyson Daniels for the Pels. I forgot about that. Yeah, Jesus. tragic. Uh, and he, well, it's because he went down so early. <laughs> Didn't get to see much of him. Okay, and then I'm going to go Rockets actually because I really, really like their draft. So I'm really curious to see what they do with that. Then Hawks. Then Magic, then Raptors. I mean, that's fine. I think the Magic could move up if they can put it together. Because, I mean, Paolo, Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac. See, I'm not a big Mo Bamba believer. Um, I'm forgetting somebody. But I think they have some talent. They just can't put it together. Maybe uh, Paolo is that number one guy that they've needed. But I think they they have the potential to move up. I think I think they do, although we haven't seen any of it yet, so I can't like. <laughs> yeah, Paolo hasn't played. Then I know like Paolo played two games and he's great, but I have no idea what that looks like <laughs> with like the rest of their team. So for me, uh, that's why they rank so low. Because I'm going I'm, I'm, okay. I, I'm going. I'm going Celtics one, Pels two. 
I like Brandon Ingram. He's already been an All Star. Zion yeah. when he plays is an insane. All-star. Like he is All absolutely insane. Uh, Grizzlies three. Mm-hmm. John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jer- Jaron Jackson Jr. Like I, they just and they were uh, the second seed. I know you know regular season doesn't matter. Postseason's all matter. But they've won a ton of games. Right. Uh, and they're basically all young. Um, the Cavs four. I love that trio of Darius Garland, Jared Allen, who are both all stars, and then Evan Mobley, who was right there at, at rookie of the year until the last month or two uh, with Scotty Barnes. I'm going to go Thunder five. I just I really like what they're doing. Uh, obviously, we, I mean we talked about it kind of ad nauseum, so I don't really need to go in depth there. Uh, the Pistons six. Um, just again, like I said earlier, that whole, their whole team is young, and I'm I'm loving what they're doing. I got the Hawks at seven. Uh, just basically Trey Young kind of doing a lot of heavy lifting there. For <laughs> the, sure, the, yeah, the that's ranking. majority Trey Young. Trey Young. I like DeAndre Hunter. Um, I like Jalen Johnson. Uh, Jay, yeah, yeah. He never played. He, no, no, never. That's why I didn't uh, want uh, AJ Griffin to go there. Right. And they just drafted AJ Griffin. And there um, Orlando Magic eight. I I am still a belie- I'm not out on Jalen Suggs either. I'm not this either. Is, oh yeah. Paolo, Paolo's doing I mean, a lot I mean, of lifting here yeah. for the Magic, but I'm I'm still a believer in Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, like we talked about, Cole Anthony, even though he's a Carolina guy, he he's serviceable. <laughs> he's serviceable at best. Uh the Rockets nine and then Raptors ten. I like what the Rockets did. Um I I, I just I, I, I like Jalen Green too. Jalen Green's you the guy. The Rockets ten? No. The Rockets nine, Raptors nine. ten. Sorry. Wow. I think Raptors I think Rockets 10. at nine. Raptor, is a good I, low, I really think it's just Scotty Barnes, which is still good. Like, no, don't get me wrong. The Rockets, year, are, like I get, oh, I get why the I, Raptors are so. Yeah, like, Rockets. The Rockets? Are I like what the Green, Shingun. Yeah, I like Shingun. I do. Josh but Christopher. I just like what everyone else is doing and, a little bit, a tad more, just a tad more. So I'm much higher on the Thunder than both of you. Not much. I had them at okay, four. I'm higher at five. Thunder. Yeah. Than, Higher, not much. Sorry. Kurt, thanks for correcting me. You're welcome. Anytime. Don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. <laughs> but that's weird. I'm, I thought I'd be the I'm usually the most negative. You are. I mean, if, I just, if you it's know, not it's negative the, on the Thunder. It's just how I feel about the four teams I put in front of them. Right. I like their, I like their yeah. encores a lot. Because, think, mostly because they're more established already than the Thunder, who right. really the only established one is Shea. Like, Giddy did it for a year, and that was good. Um, but a lot of these guys have done it year in, year out. So. Right. I mean, that's fair, but I just, I, I like the Thunder. If I was a Thunder fan, I'd be excited. Yeah. Would definitely be excited, but. Bring I'm Brandon not. in here. And all the, every, everyone, <laughs> yeah. and every, every one of these teams I ranked above has an all-star in their young core, too. That exactly. Is, is I rank the Hawks, I rank the Hawks later. They have an all-star trade, two obviously, but. Two. Yeah, exactly. So I, that's, that's kind of my thing. And Shea's, Shea's fringe all-star, so he get, he gets a bump up there to five for me. Don't Ooh. let Jerry hear you say that. I heard, I saw an eye roll coming from the other side of the glass. No, oh, no, <sighs> no. SJ is very, very good, very good. I just don't think he's. I don't think. I don't think he's an all star yet. So I say he's his fringe. Fringe like, all star. He's fringe yet. Like fringe is Brandon Ingram, like a guy that could have made the all star. He's team. already made one. No, I mean I know, like, but the like, guys like that. I don't. So are you saying like fringe is your definition of fringe? Guys that can make it like are just right there from making it or yeah i think i think he's like right there he's like the next step above so i think uh, for me fringe is guys that can make it one year might not make it the next year make it the next year like 
So That's, your so your um, definition of fringe is basically like it just depends on the names in the conversation. Yes, like somebody versus not like hurt. the actual playing ability of the player no. and like well, the caliber yeah, of like fringe all star. Like not the, well, yeah, but like you know how like every all star year there's so many names that are thrown around, and then there are the fringe ones that the names are thrown in for the conversation, but just don't make it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. So, yeah, like Brandon Ingram, uh, can't remember the other guys that are in there. Like they're perennial all stars, obviously. Then they're like all star Draymond type all stars, and then they're friends, guys that can make it depending on if somebody gets hurt or or not. And I think Shea's the step below that. Okay, that's kind of where I'm at too. Okay, so we just have different definitions. We just have different definitions. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You just call it something different, but yeah, you you both agree. Okay. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Caramel, caramel. But I mean, that's I. I think there's a lot of good young talent. Oh yeah, a lot of good. A young lot of cores. great young talent. Like all mm-hmm. these teens, all these up and coming teens. I'm excited to watch. And I'm not firmly settled on this list. Besides, either. the Celtics, I wrote, it down, not an I wrote it down on a napkin. <laughs> I wrote it down on a napkin. So I'm not firmly. I could be swayed a lot of different directions. I think for the the consensus is the Celtics are one. Like that. The yes. Celtics should have been one. Yeah, right. I cannot so believe they, they were. The finals. They yeah. are like already down to four. That's like whenever um whenever Alabama you know wins. Uh, the national championship, and then it's like, oh, now they're ranked number three <laughs> for the next season. You're like, they just won, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the Celtics being ranked four. That's pretty low. Yeah, it's it's I don't, whoever's doing it, probably just doing it for shock value. Oh yeah, they're oh some, yeah, they're getting some clicks well, and stuff. That's all this is. Grizzlies is one, right? He the, whoever did yeah, it rank yeah. I like every, the Grizzlies is such a like high buzzword right now of like looking stuff up. I mean, like by the end of the like the last season. I think a lot of people enjoyed watching them, and they're a team that a lot of people have been talking about. So I'm sure they just went for the for the buzzword to have the Grizzlies up there. But they went, they yeah, some shock value and to get people to talk about it, which we're doing. We're giving them what they want. Dang right it! Now. Dang it, Daniel! But it is the off season. We need stuff to talk about. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you, thank you but also you're dumb. <laughs> so next, we're gonna try again <laughs> to have. Joe Masada on, see if things can work, and we don't have Jerry in here and hang up on him, so that's a positive. But like I said, next up, Joe Masato from the Oklahoman. I'm Daniel Bell, Christine Butterfield, Matt Burton, no no more Chloe. This is the Thunder Insider Show on 1077 the franchise. how we get it we get it through the wire like kanye just like kanye thunder Ins- welcome back thunder insider show daniel bell christine butterfield matt burton special guest joe masato from the oklahoman do we have you joe i'm here i'm here and i am happy to be talking to you guys <laughs> there we go look i like the energy you came with me too oh, that was good joe this is an energetic joe up, guys let's, let's let's do it look so Christine sat to you, sat next to you in Vegas, and I sat next to you in Vegas. We both came up with the same consensus that you are very entertaining and very funny to sit next to while, <laughs> while watching a Thunder game. Trying, trying to have a good time. I, I had to watch a lot of, you know, bad basketball the last two years, so I, <laughs> I, I do things to sort of like keep me entertained, stay upbeat. So yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to watch those games alongside you guys. So I, my first question is. Did you eventually go out? That was the main thing I wanted to know. 
Oh man, starting off strong, Daniel. I, you know what, I, I didn't really do much of anything fun in Las Vegas, which is very on brand for me. Um, I did go um, to a lot of basketball games. I did go to some sort of like media welcome party, but that's about as crazy as it got for me. Well, I mean, like Daniel made fun of me for. <laughs> spending a little too much time in the arena. So I completely feel you, Joe. Yeah, I don't get why you guys went to work and not and not enjoy Vegas. That's just weird to me. I perfectly enjoyed Las Vegas and I enjoyed basketball. I think that's the point, right? Live a little. Okay. Anyway, Joe, um getting into some of the thunder stuff that we saw in Las Vegas. Everyone was had their eyes on Chet Holmgren from the beginning and uh obviously he showed why he was the number 2 pick for the Thunder. But we've been talking this show especially about Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Can you tell us what you liked about J-Dub and what you kind of if there was anything unexpected out of his game that you saw? Yeah, he was really impressive, and the thing that surprised me the most about him was his athleticism, and he sort of, like, joked about it as well in the pre-draft process. Um, A lot of, you know, draft experts and people I read and people I listened to um, said that, you know, if there's one drawback to his game, he doesn't have elite athleticism. It could really hurt him on the defensive end as far as staying in front of smaller guards and everything like that. Um, But just, like, it jumped out offensively, just like he's such a smart cutter and and he gets to the rim and he had some really strong um, finishes around the rim, some really violent dunks. And I was like, "Hmm, this isn't, this isn't the guy that I envisioned. And I thought he held up defensively better than expected. Now they put him on some um, bigger guards. Like he guarded Jabari Smith and did that really well. I don't know how he's going to fare against smaller, quicker guards. Um, but he was he was really impressive to me and, and the athleticism. That's like that was a big surprise. Joe, I'll take the layup then, since uh, since Christine nicely asked you about J Dub. Uh, I'll take the layup with Chet Holmgren. You know, a lot of Thunder fans uh, not very happy. Just be, it's literally just because of his frame. That's it. They didn't know how he was going to hold up. They were like, yeah, the block numbers at Gonzaga were good, cool. Can he do that in an NBA game? Joe, do you think? that he put some Thunder fans' uh, minds at ease? I think so. Um, I know a lot of people are concerned with the frame and the body and everything like that, but like the consensus I've heard from Thunder fans is that they already were excited. Now, I know some people didn't like the pick, um, but I think for the most part people are excited about chat, and I think you know some of those fears were eased in that very first summer league game in Salt Lake City which still is his best game of the summer league. Like, not everything was great for him. In Vegas, there were some matchups that that gave him trouble. I thought Jabari Smith Jr. really played good defense against him in in that Rockets game. Um, He he struggled in some other matchups, but all in all, like, I think the Thunder has to feel very good about Chet. I think he was one of the biggest attractions in Vegas. I thought he really stood out on the defensive end, not only the, the shots he blocked, but just, the shots that opposing teams don't even take because of his length down there. So um, he wasn't the, the star of Summer League. I think that goes to, you know, Paolo in, in just his two games and Keegan Murray, who was, who was awesome. Um, but, I mean, Chuck's, Chuck's right there. I think he, he was really solid in Vegas. So didn't see many second-year players there, but the ones we saw were most – a good chunk of the ones we saw were good, like – Moses Moody, uh, Kaminga had his ups and downs. Cam Thomas yeah. was good. Trey Murphy, 
Josh Giddy was fantastic, but one guy that struggled a little bit was Trey Mann. Does that worry you, or should that worry Thunder fans going into next season that he struggled a little bit? I don't think so. I don't put too much stock positively or, or negatively uh, in, in summer league. Like when we're talking about Chad and J Dub and the other rookies, like that's all we have to go on. So, like I understand that we're going to take small samples there. But, like, we saw Trey Mann just play however many NBA games he played as a rookie, and we saw how he can score the ball, how he can shoot the ball. So I wouldn't be, like, concerned about that now because of how he played in summer league. He did get going there at the end a little bit. Also, he missed the first two games because he had COVID and was coming out of COVID protocol. So who knows how he was responding to that or getting back his conditioning. But, no, I'm not. I'm not too concerned about how Trey Mann fits in. I actually like his fit with this team because he's so different than the type of player they've gone after. Um, they've drafted all of these guys with a ton of size, a ton of creation abilities, uh, pass first guys, and at some point you're going to need a guy who just sort of injects some scoring and can go get buckets when the offense breaks down. And Trey Mann's going to be able to do that. We're talking to Joe Masato from the Oklahoman. Joe, there's a player that um, really stepped up in the summer league for the Thunder that I wasn't necessarily expecting, but I think was a nice surprise, which was Aaron Wiggins. I feel like he's really taken this offseason as an opportunity to just round out parts of his game and polish parts of his offense, and he looked really efficient um, the first three games that he played. Can you just um, talk to what you noticed about his game? He's just solid. I mean... I've always liked Aaron Wiggins, even dating back to last year. I have no idea what his feeling is as an NBA player or if he's going to be in Oklahoma City long-term, but he just knows how to play basketball, and he competes hard on both ends of the floor, and he's the perfect size and position that NBA teams are coveting with like a 6'6 wing who can guard multiple positions, handle the ball a little bit. Um, Perhaps he develops into a better three-point shooter like I think ideally he projects as a 3-and-D wing. Um, we'll see if the three comes along. But, yeah, he's just he, he's a really mature player and mature person, and I think that comes through in his game, and the coaches seem to like him a lot. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Christian. I was impressed with Aaron Wiggins. Joe, we got to see some of the other rookies as well. What were your thoughts on Uzman Jang and uh, Jalen Williams from Arkansas? Um, I will start with Jang. He didn't have a ton of flashes in, in the beginning. I think in that, that third game after he set up the second game, he was he was much better. Um, it was when Josh Giddy was out and the ball was in his hands more, which I think he was like a totally different player. I mean, he looked more comfortable with the ball in his hands, creating. I mean, he's 6'10", which like, I, it's like we're still having to adjust ourselves to the new NBA, but like, He's most comfortable as a ball handler um, and not playing off the ball, and he got to do that a little more with Giddy out. So I'm curious how they use him. I would expect him to play a ton of minutes in the G League this year just because he looks so raw and further behind the other guys that they drafted. Jalen Williams from Arkansas, I, <laughs> I love his story. I love how he takes like 18 charges per game or at least attempts to, and and does sort of the dirty work. But after a very small summer league sample, I don't really understand the pick. I don't think he really matches with the style of play they're, they're going for these days. Nothing really popped for me. 
Um, it is just summer league, though, so I'm, I'm willing to sit back and, and wait and see on Jay Will, but I, I'm not seeing it yet. So talking to Joe Masato of the Oklahoman, and Joe, Jerry's birthday, 50th birthday, is coming up. He's having a, he calls it a celebrity basketball game. It's really just a media game. I'll be playing, Matt Burton will be playing, Brandon Rabara will be playing, Christina's going to be playing. Jerry really wants to know, is, will we get ISO Joe there? <laughs> ISO Joe. Uh, let me tell you, I'm a very pass-first player, and that's mainly because I can't shoot at all. Um, I'm very unathletic, very slow. I might I, I might be there. I, I think I'm describing myself as a game-time decision uh, just to just – you know, keep keep Jerry on his toes. Keep the suspense up. Look, Joe, you, if, you can't be ISO Joe, which is what I'm calling you. That's my new nickname for you. Can't be ISO Joe and be pass first. And I'm when I play basketball, I'm selfish. I like getting my shots up. And well, I'll give you the rock. See there, yeah. So I need somebody to pass me the ball, and you can yeah. you can do that. But you can, you still got to be ISO Joe. Like we got to get you an ISO on Jerry. Joe, it wouldn't be right to not have you at this game. I'll, I'll, how about I pass out of the ISO? Everyone can clear out. I'll get a one-on-one with Gary and then just love be it. driving and dishing all game. Love it. I mean, we love a creator on, on in this Oklahoma City market, don't we? Yeah, that's that's true. I can I can get to the rim just to, to, to make Shay and Josh Giddy and those guys proud. There you have it. We, have, we might have an appearance from ISO Joe from the Oklahoman at Jerry's Celebrity quote unquote all-star game. <laughs> all-star game which is just the media game so come prepared joe thank you thank you thanks joe all right joe. see you guys Have a good one. joe masato very very entertaining guy very fun guy i i've never had the pleasure of getting to sit next to him during a game because you know he's pretty big time and gets to sit courtside <laughs> but um in las vegas i had the opportunity to sit next to him and it was a good time we we really vibed down there and got a chance to just you know talk shop iso joe great nickname i've never met i him like iso joe i've never met him this is the first time i ever got to talk to him so oh really cool person cool guy very down to earth very chill. He will cut you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, he's, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. Very, very knowledgeable. So I like him. Yeah. Joe snitches, get stitches, Masada. That's a better name. <laughs> no, I love the Ooh! ISO Joe. I love Ooh! the ISO Joe. <laughs> it's getting hot in the studio today. I love the ISO Joe. <laughs> Me too. I'm a fan. So Thunder wrap things up right now. Thunder are three and one. Uh, they have one more game tomorrow. They're playing the Pelicans. Yes, yes the Pelicans because they lost last night. Um, any predictions? I mean, any? I mean, there's no Josh Giddy more than likely. No, no Chet Holmgren. No, no Trey. Probably no, no Aaron Wiggins. No chance at winning a ring. <laughs> we Look, wonder. Um, I mean, is so Jeremiah Robinson Earl going to be out now? Is that too many players? It's funny you bring up the ring. Somebody on Twitter, and I wish I could remember the guy's name said that instead of giving rings they need to give out sections at Dre's yeah. which is where, that's I, where I tried to get Christine to go was she she's too good to go she's too cool to go with me right oh that's right. so not true but just a just a mistiming of communication but th- I think that would be so even though most of the guys aren't 21 and they're still in they there, play though, in the NBA they can get yeah they can, yeah they play in the NBA they can go wherever they I want I think a table at Dre's would have been so much better than a ring 
No, absolutely. I like, don't think anyone cares about summer league. What's yeah. more memorable? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> night at Dre's is definitely going to be memorable. with everything paid for. I can. Yeah, yeah. A come thousand on. percent. I, That's got to be that from personal experience. It's going to be very <laughs> memorable in Dre's. I mean, ring, I mean, the it, real argument is: is it going to be unmemorable? Are the rings like cubic zirconium? Are they like even, not even real diamonds either? Like, Are they just made out of chips? Right. That would suck. That if they, would. they got the rings at Claire's. <laughs> just went to Walmart. <laughs> just went on the strip. A special and, order at Walmart. Yeah, went on the strip and found the first Claire's and said, "Hey, <laughs> give This'll us some do. rings." Yeah. This'll do. <laughs> no, but. I think that's. I mean, I do think it's cool that they're it giving is, out yeah. rings, but yeah. is it? You guys think it's cool that they're handing out rings? If you're bothered by that, come on, you, come on. I just gotta, don't. I'm not bothered by it. I'm just we like gotta, they don't. I don't. They I don't think they MVP. care. They, I think MVP is cool. They give out an MVP, a championship game MVP. Why not rings? Or at very least medals. I'm down for it. Most of those guys, like over half of those guys, okay, aren't going to play what? in the NBA. That's either, right. Too. So it's like that's right. I, yeah, if you're bothered by, it, I just I'm not bothered just, by it. That's that's a great point, though. I didn't think of it that no, way. No, I'm not saying you were, but like people were bothered by it. I'm like, it's okay. Like if we're getting mad about this, we need to reevaluate some of the stuff we're getting mad at. It's it's something simple, something good gesture by the NBA giving away the little rings. Yeah, and I'm saying little, but <laughs> <laughs> they're pinky rings. <laughs> But no, it would have been cool to see the Thunder win one. They're not; they had to win by twenty six to even be in a chance to get to the championship game. Oof. They didn't. Now they play the Pelicans. It's probably going to be. <laughs> I don't know who's going to play for either team because Benedict Matherin's got to be out, right? Well, he doesn't play. for Oh, the he Pelicans. doesn't. I always. I don't know why. I think it's because I wanted him to go. It's because I wanted him to go there so bad. I keep thinking he's on the Pelicans, but he's on the Pacers. <laughs> but he would be. He didn't play for the Pacers last night. So okay. He yeah, he would have been out. Who's also, he he also looked fantastic in yes, summer he league. Did. He Quietly. was great. Yeah. I, I mean, I think all of us were big fans of Benedict Matherin yeah. in this draft. So um, I'm not shocked at all that he looked good. But it's going to be. I mean, it's probably. No Dyson Danielson. A lot of Gabe Brown. For, for a lot of Gabe Brown, a lot of. Are we going to see Abdul Gaddy? <laughs> That's I, what I want to see. I want to see some Abdul Gaddy. I don't. Do you guys remember him? I, I yes. mean, Daniel, I know I was actually like, looking at, at Washington. He was like one of the first like super recruits. Like he was an oversized point guard, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this guy's awesome!" He's like six four point guard. Went to Washington, and then you know was just kind of okay. I was actually looking at his stuff yesterday <laughs> because I had an argument with a friend uh, about Thunder stuff and. I was looking at him and he came. It was so it's funny you mentioned him. I'm gonna see probably Veet. Oh, yeah, we'll see Veet. Veet is like such a question mark for me. I don't know. I, don't, I can't think of anybody else that. I mean, obviously, we're gonna see the uh, probably some Eugene. Uh, we'll see some Eugene. Yeah. I, I, I think Amari, Eugene's probably gonna. Yeah, I time. think it's Amori. Amori. Amarui. Well, it's, it's, you can say it so many ways. Okay, the, we just did it. <laughs> the announcer Amazing. was saying everybody's name wrong, so I can't. Yeah. I think he was saying Omarui. Oh man, yeah. you guys weren't there for the Greg Anthony man. Greg Anthony when he was on the call, I can't remember what game it was, but it was it was Chet Holgram. <laughs> oh no, Chet Holgram. That's not a name you can really mispronounce. And then I think I think it was the the woman who was doing. Um, she was actually the doing the play by play. No, oh, she was play actually by play. doing play by play. I can't remember her name, but. Um, but I think she heard Greg Anthony say it, Holgram, 
and I think she was like, oh, wait, have I been saying it wrong? And then so she went with Greg Anthony <laughs> as well. So they were both calling him Chet Holgram the entire game. It's <laughs> it like bad. annoying, like Reggie Miller can't say Brandon Ingram. And it, <laughs> it annoys the hell out of me. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, there are names that definitely trip me up. He says Brandon, like with the M instead of a instead of an N. And it's like the most frustrating thing <laughs> because who, who can't say Brandon? Right. Like, 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 like that's not that hard. But this was a good show. It was, man. I had fun. Like and I also, said, it would be. If you guys missed it, I'm gonna download this here, and then it'll be up on OKC82 later. So the if king you of OKC82. It'll be on. It'll be on podcast form. You can listen to it in its entirety. Grayson Horst on shout out Grayson. Twitch said Burton putting in overtime today. <laughs> That's goat, true. Goat. That's true. So yeah, the goat. The goat. <laughs> But yeah, good show. I'm Daniel Bell, Basketball Guru D on Twitter, Christine Butterfield, CB on Sports on Twitter, Matt Burton, I am Matt Burton on Twitter. We are the Thunder Insiders. We'll be the Outsiders soon enough.